A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The godless say to themselves, Let us lie in wait for the virtuous man, since he annoys us, and opposes our way of life, reproaches us for our breaches of the law, and accuses us for playing false to our upbringing. Let us see if what he says is true. Let us observe what kind of end he himself will have. If the virtuous man is God's son, God will take his part and rescue him from the clutches of his enemies. Let us test him with cruelty and with torture, and thus explore his gentleness of his, and put his endurance to the proof. Let us condemn him to a shameful death, since he will be looked after. We have his word for it. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. James. Wherever you find jealousy and ambition, you find disharmony, and wicked things of every kind being done. Whereas the wisdom that comes down from above is essentially something pure, it also makes for peace and is kindly and considerate. It is full of compassion and shows itself by doing good. 
nor is there any trace of partiality or hypocrisy in it. Peacemakers, when they work for peace, sow the seeds which will bear fruit in holiness. Where do these wars and battles between yourselves first start? Isn't it precisely in the desires fighting inside your own selves? You want something and you haven't got it, so you are prepared to kill. You have an ambition that you cannot satisfy, so you fight to get your own way by force. When you don't have what you want, it is because you don't pray for it. When you do pray and don't get it, it is because you have not prayed properly. You have prayed for something to indulge your own desires. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples made their way through Galilee. And he did not want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death. And three days after he has been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, He asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing, because they had been arguing which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve to him, and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms round him and said to them, Anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, 
And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. From before the beginning of time, you existed in the mind of God. He brought you into existence out of love. He has a plan for each one of you. Nobody is the same. The Lord respects your freedom of will and awaits your decision to be part of that plan. You're free, in other words, within a limited sense. And today, the Gospel explains the situation. That enormous plan, hidden from you and from me in its greater design and also in its details as well, is one which is absolutely right and perfect for you. For you were created to be part of it and God loves you. To enable God to bring you to that perfection for which you were designed, you have to be persons of trust. Just as we sometimes say to someone who is the captain of the team, just let me know which position you wish me to take up. Sometimes having to change positions for an emergency or an, inju an injury. This act of trust in God is never misplaced. He doesn't, as it were, overlook some detail or get into a bad mood. He is there, and you and I are invited to say, Yes, Lord, I wish to be part of your plan. Direct me and guide me. A tremendous act of humility and trust is required to do that. You and I are here today to do so. Now, that act, that simple statement, rather defeated the apostles, most of whom had never been to school and probably couldn't read or write much. They were, after all, Galilean fishermen, but they still had ideas of their own, and behaving like children was not on the agenda whatsoever. So therefore, Jesus has to remind them rather sharply that before God, they are, as it were, his creatures who need help every day with the simplest things, like taking breath. As a child is trusting, sincere, direct, loving, uncomplicated, so too the apostles were invited to be as well. It didn't go down terribly well, as we know from the rest of the Gospel story. In fact, it wasn't really until the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit swept down on those frightened but arrogant men and transformed them into loving disciples, fearless apostles, ready to face the world. Now you and I are invited to continue that great work. It is not just the Apostles' work, it is the work of Christ himself, and he invites you and me to share in that work. Extraordinary, really, because he is God Almighty, and we are, all of us, I speak for myself, very obviously human and limited. Therefore, today, the Scriptures invite you 
to brush aside the enmity of jealous people, the evil ambitions that many people have, for they've got nothing less to live and nothing more to live for, and to ask for protection from the evil influences that roam around this world, seeking to draw us away from God's love. Asking for protection, therefore, is important, and the first reading underlines that need. But to return to the Gospel for one moment, we don't know how the Apostles took it at the time, probably with some anxiety and even embarrassment, but we know that ultimately they came to see the wisdom of God's love for them and his desire to direct. He knows what is best. And so today, in a troubled world, which has turned its back on God, which has, so it seems, everything that money can buy, but nothing else, and the emptiness is visible for all of us to see, in that trouble and strife-torn world, you and I are the lamps on the lampstand, the pearl of great price, the leaven in the lump. Sometimes you are called the eyes of society, since the rest of society doesn't, excuse me, doesn't know where it is going, or indeed if it's going anywhere at all. So today, allow the Lord to lead, to lead you and say, as Jesus said on the cross, into your hands this day, O Lord, I commend my spirit and rejoice.